hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 48, and I'm live on YouTube right now for three people. It's catching on, you guys. What is this? You see, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, which you could do in the future, also I'll keep this up on YouTube, uh, you would be able to see me doing this live in my room. And there's a piece, there's a piece of hair above my headphones that's just doing a little thing. That's just one of the perks, you know? Like, you can't get that just listening to this on iTunes or Spotify. But, you know, I actually, I actually, for me, I prefer, I prefer uh, iTunes podcast. That's personally what I prefer, but someone kept bugging me like, hey, keep, you should go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. Fine. I'm on YouTube. Enjoy. Enjoy seeing that little piece of my hair doing, you know, whatever it wants without kind of, it's not coexisting with the rest of my hair. You know what? And we're all about coexisting right now. That's the age we live in. We got to coexist because of the bumper sticker. The bumper sticker tells us we have to coexist, so we have to coexist. So, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't argue with a bumper sticker. As I said, this is Sadcast episode 48. It's going to be a year of doing this podcast in the beginning of July. So pretty close to that. And this is going to be the first podcast that I'm recording that I'm not doing the questions this week. Um, I got some okay ones. I got some okay questions. But I'm going to lump that in for next week. And next week, I'm going to be recording the podcast out of Open the Portal, which is an animation studio. They did some Rick and Morty TV spots for Adult Swim recently. They're homies of mine. They do a lot of cool animation. Go follow them on Instagram. They're called Open the Portal. And I, uh, I'm i going to have them on as my guest next week, and I'm going to record it in their studio next week. So the questions that I got this week, meh, not so good. I don't need to waste my time with that right now. Um, I mean, some are okay, but I I ignore mostly the bad ones. But I j- honestly, today, don't feel like it. I actually almost didn't do the podcast today, but a promise is a promise. And uh, I woke up this morning and I said to myself, I don't have anything to talk about. There's nothing I want to I wanna talk about. Um... And then I woke up a little bit, you know, it takes time to get my brain going. And then I wrote a whole thing. I'll show those people on, on YouTube. I wrote a, I wrote some notes there, you know, cause there are things I want to talk about. So this podcast is going to be abbreviated. It's going to be a little bit shorter than usual. And it's mainly just going to be the opening rant. And if I get some, some comments or questions that pique my interest in the live stream of YouTube with so far three people watching, um, then I'll answer those. Like someone just now said, how is hockey? I think a little bit of why I'm irritated today is because the older you get, the more you're set in your ways with your schedule. And I had a 10.45 game last night. The last game of the night, basically. I play ice hockey, for those of you who don't know, I'm a goalie. We had a 10.45 game last night. And uh, that's usually when I'm going to bed. I'm usually going to bed 10, 45, 11, sometimes 12. When I was running the tech startup I, I was doing before Sadwater, I would go to bed sometimes 2 or 3 or 4 because uh, in the beginning especially it was really exciting. 
and uh, and then I got used to like for me, it's not necessarily that I need a certain amount of sleep a night. It's just that I get used to schedules. So that in that time, I was sleeping probably uh, four hours, four and a half hours, and then now I'm sleeping like seven hours. Seven hours is good. Seven hours, I do that. But last night I had a ten forty five game, and I got I got you know we won by the way four two. This is a team we played a team that beat us. Let's talk sports right now for a second. Let's talk sports. You know, f politics. Let's talk sports right now for a second. Uh, we beat a team last night that beat us a few months ago eleven to three. <laughs> and uh, in hockey and pro hockey, that's rare. That kind of score is rare. But adult adult league hockey. Sometimes people don't play uh, their positions very well, and we don't practice. We have refs. It's a real, le- it's a league. It's an in-house league. There's refs and standings and scorekeeper and all that. But um, you know, we don't practice. People have day jobs. This is not what we do. Yeah, eleven. But I was a goalie. But it was the sort of thing someone commented in the YouTube. So basically, eleven goals. Yeah, I'm the goalie, and it's not like I played a crappy game. I mean, maybe some goals were my fault, but the. There was like breakaways, two on ones, five on three power plays against us. I mean, just we were out, we were a mess last time we played this team. But last night we won four to two. I was on fire last night. We destroyed them. So uh, that's called vindication, guys. And uh, oh, you can't say guys anymore. Humans. I'm kidding. You can say guys. Before I get to, before I get to clown world, which is what a lot of people are calling the world we live in right now, because everything's backwards. Um, I've been talking, I was talking to a few friends this week and, um, you know how you can't say the F word anymore? Fag. I didn't, I didn't just say that. I, if you'd see the YouTube, I just do like that with the microphone and it just sounded like I said that I didn't say that, but straight people can be that too. And, um, the people who say, actually, you can't say that. If they have, if they, if it's a dude who says that, and he has a girlfriend and never had a gay thought in his life, I'm sorry, but you're you're gay. You're a different kind of gay, but you're gay. <laughs> and this podcast took a turn for the worse. And this podcast got um, parental guidance warning on it or whatever. But uh, I'm not really afraid anymore to voice my if you go back and listen to the beginning podcasts the first i don't know 20 or 30 or 40 (laughs) if you go back and listen to them i censor myself and the reason i censor myself is because the way i was thinking was okay sad water i want it to be for everyone i don't want it to be political i i uh, don't want to alienate anyone but really i've been thinking that the people who've been alienated lately are people who um who tend to le- lean more right, more conservative. And I I'm not lying to you when I say I'm an independent. I don't I'm not part of any political party, but I am friends with a lot of people on the right and um a lot of them have been totally banned from everything. From Twitter, Twitter's become really boring. They've been been banned from Twitter, from from YouTube, from Facebook, from Instagram. And uh I know these people personally and and it's a shame that we're half of the country is basically vilified. And 
the people who control media and tech and um, media tech, um, entertainment, all of these things. I mean, I can't, you know, when you, when you start recording, your brain just goes to crap. But all the, all these, these institutions are censoring everyone. And then it makes kind of for the conver- it, it it creates a false reality to where if you're on the left, you're thinking the whole country is left. I don't know how uh, Trump could be elected or any of these people can be elected or I don't know how anyone can believe these things. So um, it's creating a false reality. And the, the, the truth of it all is that there are people who are on the right and they think that way and it's totally fine. So we're living in clown world because um, it's Pride Month, and I mentioned this in the rant last week. And uh, I'm pretty sure I even mentioned the fact that people take kids to Pride Parade and all these things. It's not an exaggeration. I live across the street from where the biggest Pride Parade in the world happens in West Hollywood. And I was seeing kids, little kids, being taken to that by their parents. And you have to understand, it's not like the Disney Parade it's not like you're in Disneyland and Mickey Mouse comes. I mean, I guess it is because there are furries over there and then a lot of people are showing their ass and stuff, but that's not a place for kids. And you can't confuse Mickey Mouse for a furry because those are two different things. One is sexual and one is Mickey Mouse. So, um, yeah, I am pretty concerned with everything that's happening right now. And... I talk about it like social media started this. And then I was actually thinking about this today. And it, social media is not what really started the division. What I, This is my new theory. And I was, I was thinking about this this morning. My new theory is that mainstream corporate media started losing the, their power. They've been in control of everything up until a certain point. And then they they realized that they were losing eyeballs. There were, you know, you can't compete with independent journalists on Twitter or YouTube on both sides. You just can't compete with them. They're quicker. They are less controlled. They don't have advertisers like New York Times does. They don't, or CNN or any of these things. I mean, when, when, and I've said this before, when there's a a shooting, no, none of the mainstream media outlets ever talk about the psychotropic drug the the shooter was on, if he was on any pharmaceuticals. They don't talk about that. But that's the real problem. For the past 20 or 30 years, the you know, I think it started with Gen X, but really millennials were the guinea pigs of pharmaceutical drug testing, where they pump kids on pharmaceutical drugs, like mind-altering psychotropic drugs that make these people crazy. But they, it's easy to blame the thing that's scary, which is the gun. It's, you know, I get it. It makes sense on paper, but the mainstream media doesn't attack the pharmaceutical companies because that's where they get their money. So um, the mainstream media started losing power around 2010, and I think I've spoken about this before, and there's there's a... I don't bookmark anything on Twitter, but I bookmarked this one tweet where this guy went through all keywords that the New York Times used. Uh, the you know white privilege racism 
feminism, like all these things to divide us. I mean, literally, it's a way to div- divide us. And these are keywords that were not used pre-2010. I mean, if they were, it was rare. And it wasn't the sort of thing where uh, it was a brain, a constant brainwash and where every other article was something to divide us. But around 2010, a lot of it's funny because a lot of people on the right will blame Obama, Obama for being so divisive. He wasn't in, in a sense. But I think the real perpetrator and, and the easier people to control rather than a politician, in my opinion, is the the the, me- the media. And um, because a billionaire, for instance, um, is it the Carlos Slim who bought the New York Times? The New York Times was going to close. Carlos Slim bought the New York Times. He's the Mexican billionaire. And then they have to, the New York Times now, because Carlos Slim owns it, has to post um, pro-immigration stuff, whatever. That's boring. Not really what we need to talk about right now. But my point is is that a billionaire can just take over a whole newspaper or CNN or something and just put their agenda. It's way easier to do that than to a politician that has to change every four years, four to eight years, or congressman every two years, I think. Um, and, and you know what? Maybe it's a combination of both. But I think that the, the corporate media saw that their market share was starting to dwindle in 2010 because of social media and YouTube and they need to pit us against each other and they, they need the clicks. They need a way to control the narrative and keep our eyeballs, keep our attention. And, um, sorry, I'm getting texts. It's very, uh, very distracting when I do this off my computer, whatever. And, um, yeah, so I, I should go to Twitter and talk about the thing I bookmarked a little bit more. And I'm pr- I'm like 50% sure I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. But this guy, Zach Goldberg, he had a whole thread. I mean, I think like <laughs> I – mean, and it didn't even get that much attention. He got 3,000 likes and 1,200 retweets. And um, number of news articles mentioning diversity and inclusion – Pre two thousand ten, it was uh, it was under two thousand. Now cut to two thousand. I think this goes up to two thousand and seventeen, above fifteen thousand articles. Uh, so that's I think articles in general in this country and not the New York Times. But then he goes into the New York Times. Oh no! So it's still articles mentioning whiteness. Again, it's it's shot up like crazy. Uh, mentioning critical race theory, mentioning unconscious bias, mentioning uh, white privilege. White privilege, no one talked about that before 2005 it started to happen, but really it shot up in 2012. No one talked about There was no articles written about that. It's kind of weird because um, did... Was there was there white privilege? Did someone just uh, open Pandora's box and 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 show everyone the the way of the the truth? No, it's just they need to use these sort of things to divide us. A, a, a citizenry divided is easier to manipulate than one united, and we don't united doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. We've always disagreed on things, but we never took it personally. We never took it as an attack on the individual. If you disagreed about tax policy or healthcare or whatever. Um, I never thought you were evil for that. 
neither I don't I don't think that way now. But um, you know, people people do. People will be like, oh well, you think that way because you have white privilege or because why why do you think in those terms? Why do you why why is that even in your head? You have to think that. Yeah, you you have to kind of remember when you started using that those kinds of words. Diversity training. Articles mentioned diversity training. Articles mentioning privilege in general, which didn't exist at all really before the two thousands. Just didn't exist. New York Times mentioning discrimination. Weird how there wasn't discrimination in 2012, but 2013 through 17, it shot up. It shot up. Social justice. Okay, you get my point. I don't need to go through all those things. But um, we're we're we've all gone insane because we res- we listen to outlets that are respected. Name recognition. It's kind of like when you believe in a... You have a hero. A politician or a celebrity or something. You should never really have a hero. You should take everything with a grain of salt. And uh, it's the same thing with, with where you get your news. You shouldn't be married to any institution or individual. And you should take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, or if you want to be mani- manipulated, then yeah, you know. Um, but I'm just read. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, so the reason I'm also bringing this up is because of Vox Media. They've kind of started the new ad adpocalypse where they were attacking this one conservative dude and saying that YouTube needs to ban him. But then they kind of went after everyone, and then YouTube kind of changed everything and are, is going after everyone. And the weird thing is, is that the platform was built on free speech. That's how it got popular, and it's biting the hand that feeds them. There, I mean, you're you're that you're you're basically canceling half of your audience by banning people. And I think that that's a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing in the sense that uh, YouTube, which is owned by Google, has too much power, and we should all kind of stop using their platforms. And uh, they're ruining YouTube. So maybe that that will leave a, a hole in the market where someone else can fill. But really, to compete against Google, you're dreaming. I mean, for at least for now. And I think that's why a lot of people are talking about about YouTube and and Facebook and Twitter. And Google, they need to be regulated heavily by the government because if they're if they're censoring speech, okay. And, and honestly, the weird <laughs> I'm going all over the place, but the weird thing is, is that um, they're playing into the hands of the mainstream media. YouTube, which should have been like AT and T or T Mobile, where anyone can use it. You know, bad guys use T Mobile or AT and T. But they're they're playing into the, they're more powerful than the media, and they're basically playing into the hands of the media. I mean, it's almost as if this is a, a strategic attack by the mainstream media, where they they want to destroy these free and open platforms, where they're beacons of free speech, or they were beacons of free speech, and they're not anymore, because no one's watching CNN or MSNBC or I mean even Fox News. Everything is kind of dropping, because um. 
they don't have a stranglehold on the truth anymore. They can't tell us what the truth is anymore. The fact that Joe Rogan can elect a, a politician, a president, he has that much power. No one at CNN or Fox or or uh, MSNBC or any of these, I, I can't even remember any past that, uh, no one on those channels has the influence that Joe Rogan has. And Joe Rogan isn't owned by anyone, and he has his own beliefs. He takes a little bit from the right, and he takes a little bit from the left, and there you go. He's an independent thinker. I don't agree with him on everything, and I don't think anyone does because he's so all over the place, which is a good thing. You should never agree with anyone on anything, and if you do, you don't really have strong opinions on anything. But, um, yeah, someone like Joe Rogan has the power, and the mainstream media is very afraid of it, and they're attacking people like him. They're going to attack him, but right now they're kind of leaving him alone. But he's next. He's next because... Uh, he's giving a platform to hate. That's a thing that's being repeated a lot now. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. And you notice that they don't have proof when they say these sort of things. There's no, there's nothing to back it up. It's a slogan. And we've been conditioned to base our opinions and our ability to debate on slogans. Nothing past it. If you add anything past a slogan, you already graduated to being smarter than anyone else <laughs> because no one no one goes past a slogan my body my choice okay but this is a pretty complex issue which i've spoken about before on here and we should talk about about it further well no because it ends there and you're a white male who has privilege and then my response is you don't know me On that note, for a sec, for a second, I, 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 I've spoken about this before too. But I've grown up with very rich kids, and I can tell you that they are not privileged. Just because they can pay their bills doesn't mean they're privileged. That's that's literally what money does. Oh, okay, and then you can travel and you have a little bit more freedom. Great, but if you have a job, you can you can do that too. You're just not on a private plane. Big deal. Um, I've stayed in extremely nice hotels and I've stayed in crappy hotels and, um, in your memory, when you, when you leave those places, you go back home, you're not going to really remember what you ate specifically or, or the, the thread count in your sheets. You don't really remember that. Look, I, 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 I think nice things are nice. It's nice to have nice things, and it's nice to experience nice things. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. I said things a lot in that sentence. I am ard. R apostrophe D, because I can't say retarded anymore. <laughs> that's, you can't, that's hate speech. You can't say that. What do you mean by that? Well, you just can't say it. You know, that's that's where we live in. I posted um a video on my personal account and on Sadwater in my story. And, and I, so I was running yesterday at my gym and uh, I saw the gardener person outside with the hedge trimmer. And I've never played with one. <laughs> you, you don't hear a woman say uh, play with hedge trimmer, but you will hear a guy say that. So I've never played with one. I've never played with a hedge trimmer, but I... Uh, 
I saw him working, and then I'm like, oh, I need to ask him if I can if I can borrow it. I wanna I wanna see what it's like. And he immediately let me. My fr- so I didn't know, but my friend was filming while I was trimming the hedges, and um, I think in my story I said something like, uh, I'm officially a Mexican. I got a new job. I'm officially Mexican. And someone, I I got probably 10 or 12 DMs saying, that's racist. My response was, how? How was that racist? And they couldn't explain. I said, where was the hate? Oh, because I was stereotypical, because Mexicans typically do gardening work? Is that a lie? No? Then how is it hateful? How is it racist? Listen to the way I said it. Listen, I mean, or read how I wrote it. Or if you've seen all, any of my stories, um, do I say things in jest with a little bit of humor? Or am I hateful? Have I ever said anything disparaging against Mexicans? No? Then it's not racist, you idiot. You're just, you can't. And then when you challenge people, it's funny because we've been conditioned to be afraid of people saying you're racist. That's lost all its meaning now, by the way. It's like you're a Nazi. Lost its meaning. Doesn't mean anything anymore. Because the moment you say how, how am I racist? How am I Nazi? A Nazi. Uh, they have no answer. And you won. You won the debate. If they have no answer to, to, to something as as damaging as as you're a racist. I mean, that's a very damaging thing, disparaging thing you can say to someone. Uh, if they have no answer to that, then they have no argument and they are wrong. And then some people actually agree with me. They were like, uh, "Actually, you're right. That's not racist. I'm so I'm sorry." <laughs> it's so easy to beat people who only talk in slogans. If you talk in slogans. You're dumb, and you got to strive to be better. And you're not dumb as in you were born dumb, which is maybe a good thing because there's room to grow. People need to call people out for being dumb a little bit more. I think think we'd be a lot better off if we offended each other a little bit more. And there's nice ways of offending or not nice ways of offending. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, it's funny because I'm just thinking about it right now rather than speaking. You know, the thing about podcasts is you just kind of got to keep speaking like I'm doing right now. I'm buying time. In reality, though, at that moment, 20 seconds ago, I was thinking about what I was just saying as if I was just thinking about it to myself and you guys weren't here. But we got to we got to offend each other a little bit more. And if someone's acting like a little shit, then you got to tell them. Um, like in my gym, I talk about either my gym or hockey a lot because that's literally all I'll do. (laughs) I don't really leave my house other than that. But at my gym, um, people bring their kids sometimes, especially now because it's the summer and, uh, you know, the parents want to work out and want some time for themselves. So they give their kids an iPad for an hour or whatever. I still think that's lazy. I mean, give them coloring books and throw the iPad away, but that's just me. I'm not, I don't have kids. Easier said than done. I get it. But um, I like to yell at their kids, again, in a joking kind of way. And uh, I said, hey, I I always do this to whoever kid. I don't even, you know, they're all different all the time. I go, hey, no iPad. 
You've had enough iPad. We're done with the iPads for today. And uh, I get a little taste of what it's like to be a parent without the responsibility, and it's very nice. And I feel good about myself. <laughs> I feel good about myself for being um, a, a, a five-minute parent. And then sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll sass me. And I say, no sassing. You can't sass me. I'm an adult. But um, no iPad for the rest of the day. You've had enough iPad. And uh, I actually yelled at one today for wearing flip-flops. And then his brother's like, look, I'm wearing shoes. I'm like, there you go. That's how you do it. I banned flip-flops. I even banned it on my team last night in my locker room. There we go. Now I'm talking about hockey. Uh, in my hockey locker room, I said, guys, flip-flops are done. I am a dictator. And, I mean, in my mind. But if I if I controlled the world... I'm all about liberty and freedom and all, but uh, to a point. <laughs> and I would allow, you know, I would, I would allow certain things, but I wouldn't tolerate homelessness. If you want to be homeless, you're going to jail. You can be homeless in a jail. And I wouldn't tolerate flip-flops. Those are banned. For men especially. Men should not wear flip-flops. It's, it's worse than doing heroin. Right, no, it's not. But but you get my point. We gotta we gotta appreciate aesthetics a little bit more. Kinda like how I talk about architecture and art and all that. We 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 have to strive for better things and and um I'm envious of old movies or, or footage of the nineteen forties or fifties when people went outside and they were wearing a suit. Look at me. I'm uh, on the live you can see I'm wearing a tank a ratty tank top, but you know, I was at the gym, whatever. And um, I'm envious of that time when you stepped out of the house, you had to look a certain way, proper. And and it, it, it's just because, um, I mean, go to the airport. Go to the airport and you'll see people dress in pajamas, carrying a, a giant pillow that, that they probably just took from their bed. And um, they're having a sleepover on an airplane. I don't need to see that. You're an adult. You can sit down in a chair for seven hours and, um, you know, be at least a little bit presentable. Right? You know what? I'm not for freedom anymore. That's it. I'm a dictator and no flip-flops. You got to start dressing like an adult when you go to their airport or anywhere in public. And um, let's all start wearing suits again. And uh, the women have... Sorry. The women have to stay home. I don't know what women wear to work, so I, and they just have to stay home because I, I don't know what they wear. Um, Pants? Suits? Pants suits? Suits pants? I don't know. So, okay, I went over... Oh, okay. I went over Mexican Gardener post. I went over Pride Taking Kids. I didn't go over Sephora, but I posted... Um, I, I was leaving the movie theater the other day, and on Sunset Boulevard, I saw an ad for Sephora, and I'm like, that's an ugly lady. And it wasn't a lady in the ad. You'd think that in an ad for Sephora, they'll put a lady because that's a makeup store. I don't really know any dudes who wear makeup, but um, Clown World, that's the time we live in. And 
um, I'm going to show my YouTube people, but this is the ad I, I, I saw Sephora post and it's backwards on the screen. So I'll read it to you. That's a dude who is putting both of his arms on the top of his head, kind of has, kind of has a unibrow, has lipstick on, has chest hair and armpit hair but dyed bleached blonde hair looks like Frida Frida whatever her name was the the painter and um very ugly so i thought that's an ugly girl but wait upon closer inspection it it, it it's a guy i guess cuz there's only two genders i i it wasn't that hard to figure it out that was a dude but um so it says sephora they she Z, he, X-E, I don't know what that pronoun is, X-E. So it's they, she, Z, he, X-E. And Z is Z-E. And then it says, we belong to something beautiful. Now, the crazy thing is that, and I've spoken about this before when I say, um, you know, traditionalism is dying, the nuclear family is dying, uh, arch- art is dying. Architecture is dying. We're all striving for worse things. It's like it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. So if you have a beautiful building, you're like, okay, I'm going to make something that's kind of like that. But then I'm going to maybe cut corners and then take take that away. And then those beautiful arches and columns. No, no, we don't need that. That's too expensive. So then after the 10th copy, you just have a block of a building. And it's super ugly, not a lot of thought, zero thought put into that. Or you have art. You have, um, you know, very intricate art. And then you go all the way down the totem pole and then you have um, a piece of trash that symbolizes white privilege or something. So we're, 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 we're there now with uh, where people are, are destroying everything. They're destroying language now. So if someone said... Oh my God, did you hear that they went to the movies and there was someone who fell down the stairs and then they uh, didn't even help them up off down the stairs? And, 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 I, um, and I'll say, hey, who's, who's they? Like a group of people didn't help this person that fell down the stairs? That's crazy. A whole group, not, not one person, the group of people of they didn't help that person down the stairs. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you're mistaken. Um, Zer's pronoun is they, and <laughs> and um, they represents one person now because language is stupid and it doesn't matter anymore and rules are bad. And it goes back into the helicopter parenting and everyone's special and all of these things and and uh, where rules are bad. You want to know the rule? There is no rules. That's in like every movie in the 90s. <laughs> the one rule we have is there is no rules. Well, that's a rule, but also that's dumb. I mean, even in sports, you have rules. Imagine your favorite sport without rules. It would be it would be garbage. It wouldn't be fun to watch. There w- it would be cheating because... Well, actually, there wouldn't be cheating because there wouldn't be any rules to cheat. It would be chaos. It would be other. It would, it would be Sephora's ad. We belong to something beautiful. They, she, z, he, z, x, c, or whatever. And um, 
Clown World. So I posted that, and I I didn't even get any outrage. I think I think people are just sick of this already. I mean, I d- definitely Gen Z is. And some millenn- I'm a millennial. Some millennials are sick of this. I was sick of it in the beginning because I'm I was thinking, this is stupid. This doesn't make sense. We have to speak out more. When was the last time you offended someone? Because if you haven't, then you're not doing it right. You have to be a little bit of offensive. Because everyone's acting absolutely insane out there. Look, I know I'm I'm in the thick of it. I'm in Los Angeles. So maybe it's not as bad in Montana. But um, we don't want this to spread everywhere. And I guess I have to be a little bit... This ha- it, it has for sure radicalized me. And I'm air quoting right now. Radicalized. Oh, you don't want to call someone by Z or Zer or they? You're a radical. No, I'm not. Uh, I just value language. <laughs> English is the only one I know pretty good. <laughs> you see? That was a joke. Pretty well. It's not pretty good. It's pretty well. Uh, Spanish was my first language, but I'm horrible at it now. So, you know, I got to protect the English language. I don't know anything about art, but I know when I when when I see bullshit and I have to call it out. I can't pretend like I like it. Uh, which brings to mind movies, which none of you probably see anymore, but I go all the time. And uh, I saw two movies this weekend, and one of them was an all-female cast uh, sci-fi movie on Netflix, which, based off of how I introduced it, you'd think that I would say it was garbage. Why was it all-female? Uh, feminist garbage, blah, blah, blah. No. It was actually good because the movie wasn't about that and it wasn't pushing some sort of political narrative down your throat. It's just that's the world that existed in that certain time where basically there, there are no more humans. And then there's this robot, this artificial, artificially intelligent robot that I don't want to spoil it. It's actually pretty good. It's called I Am Mother. It's on Netflix. And uh, Hillary Swank's in it. You don't know who she is. And then some other girls in it. You don't know who she is either. But um, that's basically it. There's there's probably three or f- three cast members, including the voice of the robot, and they're all female. But that that's not the movie, and that's not why the movie was made. It makes sense to the story of the movie, which is why it's a good movie. I mean, besides, it looks really cool, and um, I don't think I've seen an artificial, intelligent, sci-fi, dystopian future movie like this. And I love those kinds of movies if they're done right. Like, the Blade Runner movies are one of my favorite movies ever, and I combine those. They're they're perfect. My, my minus, like, some little things, but they're, they're near perfect. And uh, that movie was good. This I Am Mother movie on Netflix, pretty good. Go watch it. And uh, because it's not the all-female cast Ghostbusters movie where it's a political message and where it's politics, identity politics, and then, you know, 10th down the line comedy. If you're making a comedy, it has to be a comedy first. So the the reason why this movie is good is because it was sci-fi first. I don't even think feminism was on its mind. Watch it. Really good. So then the other movie I saw this weekend was in theaters, and then it's, it, it's coming out nationwide on Friday. So, but I live in L.A., so sometimes we get a movies a week before. It's uh, the Mindy Kaling movie. She She's the Indian girl on, in The Office. She wrote this movie. She didn't direct it. She wrote it uh, called Late Night, and it's about 
her wanting to be a comedy writer for a late night show host, talk show host show, <laughs> who uh, she's already at the end of her career and the show's kind of falling in the ratings. And then they're like, we need to have a diversity hire. We don't have any females in the writing stuff. That's literally, this is what the movie's about. And I mean, this is a this is billed as a comedy. This is a comedy, late night, but it's not funny. It is. I I laughed maybe once, and it wasn't even like a uproarious laugh. It was a. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I laughed at though. That's because it wasn't funny. It wasn't good. I you know I would love it if one of these movies just surprised me, and and uh, proved me wrong. I want to be proved wrong. I don't want to go into a movie hating it i want to be proved wrong i want i want i want that movie to be good but the movie was literally about identity politics it had a lot of white man jokes air quotes jokes in it and uh privilege and nepotism and and uh you know all these things are bad but you know she's good she's she's uh the only female comedy writer whatever i don't even want to talk about this (laughs) that much more but the end of the movie, and I don't care about spoiling this because it's really stupid, and you know where it's going to go, but the end of the movie, um, she goes, okay, I'll come back under one condition because, you know, she left and she got fired or whatever, but then she came back and the show stays on the air, and um, it's it's awful. Yeah, someone said that sounds awful, and I love The Office. Uh, this is not The Office. This is terrible. By the way, if The Office was made today, it would be a completely different show because a lot of people would be like, that's racist. Michael Scott's racist. No, he's just an idiot, and that's why it's funny. But um, with this movie, so she goes, okay, I'll come back under one condition or under a few conditions. And then she goes on to say, uh, you need to hire people who look like me more. Well, okay, so it's not merit. It's not a meritocracy. It's not... It's not uh, hire the best person for the job. It's you need to hire people based on their skin color. And then she goes, you're okay. So then it does a sweeping pan throughout the office. And then you see um, Asians and female Asians and black people and this and that. And it's a whole diversity thing that doesn't exist in reality. But, you know, this is a movie. It's fantasy. And then um, even some transgender people and all that. So it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful because they get all the different kinds of people who all think the same. So there is no actual diversity. (laughs) Imagine having, if I had a comedy show, I would have diversity of thought. I wouldn't care what skin color anyone is or what gender or, 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 or sexual orientation anyone is. What I would care is, hey, what do you find funny? Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. Maybe... Yeah, maybe I'll hire you because uh, you'll bring a different perspective that's funny. And that's it. This movie is insane. And the fact that the audience was clapping at the end at the movie made me feel like, clown world, we live in clown world. So, yeah. We're pretty much near the end of the podcast. The last thing I want to mention is that PETA blocked me on on, on Instagram. They blocked Sadwater. I found a new hack how to gain a lot of followers, and it's you put notifications on for, for well, I guess if PETA blocked you, you can't do it, but you put the post notifications on for 
So you have to follow PETA, post, put post notifications on. The moment PETA posts, look at what they post, try to make a quick joke about what they post, and then you'll be one of the first people that commented. And so I did that on Friday. I did that. And I didn't think that they would block me, and I didn't say anything crazy. They basically posted a picture of hunters. So it's a group of hunters that just killed a bunch of geese. And it's not like the geese are endangered species, and people will eat that stuff. So it's not like that's going to go to waste. So they they killed a bunch of geese, probably 30 of them, because they had to spell out with the dead bodies of the geese They spell, and took a picture. They spelled out, PETA sucks. So they, they were basically like... Uh, this is not what you need. You can do. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm trying to pretend to be PETA in 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 their caption of of, of what they post posted, but uh, I can't. I can't pretend to be that crazy. Whatever. They they basically blasted these people on Instagram, and then I immediately commented and saying it wouldn't have happened if PETA didn't exist. They wouldn't have spelled that spelled out PETA sucks and they wouldn't have posted that on the internet. So that com that that my comment was one of the first and it got seven hundred likes and four hundred comments, something crazy. And I, I got like uh fifty to hundred new followers. I can't remember. I got I got a lot of new followers and I'm like, hey, this is a good way to get followers for Sadwater. I have been dropping, by the way, full disclosure, because I don't care. Sadwater has been losing some followers because I've been a little bit more blunt about things lately. And uh, I'm losing the, that's offensive, people, which is totally fine. And uh, to be expected. So, you know, so I figured, hey, I'll troll, lightly troll PETA. I mean, what I said was kind of funny. What if, what if I was a fan of PETA and I was just making a joke and then they blocked me? I, I didn't say we need to kill PETA or anything like that or threaten them. No, I made a joke. I made like a, a PG-13, PG joke. Their picture was pretty rated R, but whatever. And uh, they they totally, they blocked me. <laughs> and I didn't expect it. So then I started following uh, other accounts like the WWF, the World Wildlife Foundation or Federation or whatever it is, and PETA Kids and PETA 2 and... Leonardo DiCaprio and and uh, I don't know. There's probably five of them or something. But man, it's not working as good as the PETA one did because because people people that hate PETA look at PETA. So I'm kind of bummed that PETA blocked me because that's and I didn't expect them to do it. So basically, PETA is shutting down Sadwater and we need to fight back. That's that's the message of this whole podcast. It's clown world. We need to fight back against the oppressors, meaning the enemy as as a sort as some sort of some politician, some politician out there. I don't I can't remember his name, but he he calls the media the enemy of the enemy of the people, and I kind of have to agree with him. The corporate media, he ha- he has to be a little bit more specific. If he said corporate media, a lot of more a lot more people would understand. They don't want us to know the truth of things. They want to keep us divided. They want us to buy Sephora makeup, whether you're male or female. And they want us to be sexually confused. They want us to take kids to pride parades. They want to let let they want to let kids dress in drag. 
because they're expressing their sexuality, which stop sexualizing kids. And they want us to be vegans. Okay, pretty much everything that you're told, just do the opposite. That is Sadcast episode 48. And that's the message of Sadcast episode 48 is do the opposite of whatever they're telling you to do. They want to they want you to wear flip-flops? No, wear nice shoes. They want you to be half naked outside and or or, or go to the airport dressed as a homeless person? No, wear wear a suit. I won't wear a suit, but I won't I won't look like a homeless person with a giant pillow. And then what's that stick? A bundle, a uh, uh, a stick and bundle, or you know the stick with the the bandana, and then they put beans, a can of beans in there. They want you to be that. No. Sadcast episode forty eight. I love you. Bye. Here's a song. Unless you're watching this live on YouTube or the replay on YouTube, there's no song. It's just done. But on the podcast, bye. I love you. <laughs>
turning to you.